0: Good morning, my name's Tom Short, so glad to have you along for our daily word and prayer on this Monday morning, November 22nd, where we get into the word of God every day and read the word, learn from it, and pray it into our lives. Did you know you're a priest? You may have thought you were a layman, and, uh, and no, the Bible never uses that word, or the New Testament certainly never uses that word, and probably a translation the Old Testament doesn't either. And unfortunately, in churches, there has been this two-tiered system referred to, we think of as the clergy laity system. The clergymen are the priests, or in uh, more Protestant, they be called the ministers or the pastors sometimes, and there is a role for a minister and a pastor, but there is a sense, but there's not a role to think that they are somehow have special access to God that every christian does not have indeed the bible teaches a doctrine called the priesthood of all believers we'll see here in just a moment the priesthood of all believers and if you are a believer in jesus christ you my friend are a priest with all the privileges and all the responsibilities of a priest unfortunately this clergy lady distinction that is in the catholic church as well as in many Protestant churches, it has this two-tiered. And particularly in the Catholic Church, as we've been on this series talking about Catholicism and how does it compare to what the Bible, the Scripture actually teaches, we find that in the Catholic Church, the priests, it's like they have special access to God. They're considered the holy people, not like the laymen, where we only have real access to God through them. So, for instance, the sacraments. If you want to take communion only the priest can serve it if you want to be baptized only the priest can do it if you need to have confession of your sins or what they call reconciliation only the priest can hear you and they are the they're the go-between they're the mediator if you uh, if priests aren't married because they're supposed to be people who have this special devotion this special relationship with god and indeed in my opinion This is something that's gotten the Catholic Church in a whole lot of trouble because their celibacy requirements have, throughout the years, throughout the ages, attracted people who maybe are trying to suppress homosexual tendencies, homosexual uh, same-sex attractions, and same-sex lust, and they go into the church, and this has become, as we know, a place where, where there's tremendous scandal there. Because, and I think it was attracted to people who did not want to um, acknowledge certain tendencies. And this was the one place, the church was the one place where you could go and be considered respectable if you weren't an out of the closet, if you, if you wanted to suppress and hide your uh, homosexual temptations. In the Catholic Church, the priest is a mediator. What is a mediator? A mediator is one who intervenes between two parties. And that's exactly what the priest does at the communion when he when he turns the bread and uh, allegedly turns the bread and cup into the literal the, the changes the substance of it into the body and blood of Christ. When he uh, hears your sins, here's your in confession, all of these things are he's a mediator. He's the one who can bring peace between you and God. But no. The one of the great understandings of the scripture is First Timothy chapter 2 verse 5. We've talked about it a lot here in the last couple weeks, but here we go. There's one God and one mediator between God and man. It is the man Christ Jesus. My friend, between because of what Jesus Christ accomplished, you can go directly to God. Now, I don't want to be considered anti-church or that you don't need the church, but you but To get to reach God, all you need is Jesus. To be reconciled to God, all you need is Jesus. To have your sins forgiven, all you need is Jesus. To to have your prayers be heard, all you need is Jesus. One God and one mediator between God and us. It is the man, Jesus Christ. I also don't want to be perceived as being against church leadership. The Bible does teach leadership. and It's just like in any organization, there needs to be leadership. But this does not mean that the leadership has any special access to God, that somehow they're closer to God, Sometimes, somehow their prayers are more heard, or somehow you can only reach God through them. This is the difference. Leadership leads us, but they, they're not that mediator. They're not the intercessor between us and God. This is where this idea of a priesthood makes, uh, it gets in trouble. So let's look at what the Bible does say. We're going to turn to the book of First Peter, chapter 2, and the book of First Peter, we'll start in verse 1 real quick, it says that this is written to, verse 1, the, those who reside as aliens, and others, those who had been scattered about because of persecution in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with His blood. Now, who's that? That's not just a unique class of people that's all believers. All of us have been chosen, sanctified, and sprinkled or cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You go on and you continue to read the book of First Peter. It's obviously not written just to Christian leaders. It's written to, I mean, there's, it's, there's uh, things that, you know, about. we're all suffering. It's written to men. It's written to women. It's written to people who are uh, uh, in, in, slaves, servants. Who obviously weren't the priests in the church. It's written to elders, and in chapter 5, it it points them out to the elders specifically, and then to all people who aren't, though, in that leadership position. This book was written to everybody, everyone who's a Christian. Let's read what it says in verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, This is the first verse, you, all of us, are being built up into this holy priesthood. In verse 9, we will skip down there for the sake of time. In verse 9, we read this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you're the people of God. You once had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So once again, we see these two priesthoods, shall we say, these two references to us being priests, those of us who've been called out of darkness into the marvelous light of Christ, those who were once not the people of God, and now we are the people of God. We are this royal priesthood. That's you. That's you. And so there is not this, we've got to break out of this idea. Certainly we have people who are in leadership, certainly have people who are the under shepherds under Christ, but there's not this special access that we can only reach God through them, that only through them can we take part in, in baptism, that they would be the only ones who could baptize, they would be the only ones who could serve communion, etc. no. We all have access through Jesus Christ. When he died, remember that the veil in the temple was torn, the curtain that separated the people from the holy place. And sure enough, that veil has been torn, and now you and I have that access. This is the good news. You and I have this access. You're not just some peon that doesn't have, not very important to God, like those priests that are the important people. No, every one of us, has, we are priests before God. Now, priest does have responsibilities, and you have responsibilities. In verse 5, it says, we offer up sacrifices to God. What kind of sacrifices can you offer? I think of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15, where we read this, through him then, let us continually offer to God, offer up to God a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that gives thanks to our name, thanks to his name, excuse me. That's how you do it. That's one responsibility you have as a priest, to be offering up praise to God. The fruit of your lips, not your thoughts. It doesn't say just think nice things about God. It says the fruit of your lips that gives thanks to his name. And so with your lips, we praise God. We talk often here about the importance of singing to God of praying out loud to God, of letting your words praise God, let your words be words of praise. This is important. Make sure that you are offering to God a sacrifice of praise. And of course, a sacrifice may mean it's difficult. At times, it's difficult to praise God because, you know, things aren't going the way we'd like. We wish our circumstances were better. We wish that somehow God, it seemed like, would be more active in doing things. But by faith, we realize he's at work. He's not caught off guard by our problems. When our problems arise, God already knew there was a solution. But there is a spiritual battle going on. And and praise is one of our great weapons. A sacrifice of praise is one of our great weapons to invite God into the circumstance, to invite God into our problems, into our situations, and to drive Satan out. Because he can't stand the sound of praise. I'm not sure I can give you the exact verse on this because, you know, it's, it's just a concept that when there's praise of God, Satan, ah he screeches. He says, let me out of here. He can't stand to hear it. And when you're praising God, even in the tough times with all your heart out loud, because he can't, Satan can't hear your thoughts. But when he hears your words, when he hears your praise, when he hears your, your home filled with praise, when he hears your, your life, it changes the atmosphere because I think it drives him away. In Romans 15 and verse 16, Paul talks about a sacrifice that he made. And let's read verse 16. He said, he is a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest, the gospel of God, so that many of my offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable. So how does he, the the offering of lives as he shared the gospel with people, and one people to Jesus Christ, and then could offer them to God. This was a way that he exercised his priesthood, sharing the gospel. Indeed, one great sacrifice we can make is found in Romans 12, verse 1. I urge, therefore, brethren, in light of the mercies of God, that you present your bodies to God as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. As we offer to God, our bodies, our very bodies, to Him, to be holy, to be acceptable, to be a sacrifice to God. This, my friends, is part of our priesthood. The royal priesthood, he says, is to to declare His excellencies, the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. That's what Jesus has done for you. The world is in darkness, You and I were in darkness. So many people around us are in darkness. Jesus has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And part of our duty and responsibility as a priest of God is to declare to people, to believers and unbelievers, to remind the believers and to proclaim to the unbelievers how Jesus has called us out of darkness. He's given us life. He's given us, he's called us into his marvelous light. He's called us into his kingdom. My friends, as priests, you and I, there is no laity that, or excuse me, there is no clergy that does all their work and the lady sits around and watches. We're not just laymen laying around in the pews. And it's not like a football game where, you know, you got 100,000 people cheering on some guys down the field who are just worn out. No, we're all to be in the game we're all to be in the game. We're all to be get off the bench, get out of the stands, be involved, be a priest, praising God, declaring his his glory, his excellencies, looking for opportunities to share with believers and unbelievers alike how Christ has done great things for you, offering your body to him. This, my friend, is our responsibility and duty and the great privilege You don't don't need someone else to reach God. All you need is Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. You don't need to go to a church. You don't need to find a priest. You don't need to tell him. You you, You can go straight to God through the one mediator, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you today for the glorious truth that all of us who are believers in Jesus are priests of the Most High God. What a calling. What a privilege. What a responsibility. What a beautiful thing. We thank you, Jesus, that you have torn the, your death, your death on the cross. It tore that veil and made entrance for us into the holy place where now we can reach you directly. Thank you. We don't need in- intermediaries, we don't need a pope, cardinals, bishops, priests. We don't need, all we need is Jesus Christ. We proclaim and declare, Jesus, you are our one mediator. You are the one who makes peace between us and the Father. You are the only one. We claim the blood of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ. We are sprinkled by your blood, sprinkled clean. And we embrace that we are priests of God. We embrace our responsibility to offer up a sacrifice of praise to you. Lord, this help us not to be negligent in praising you with our lips, praising you with our song, praising you with our words. You're worthy of it. Let us not neglect to do it. Help us to offer to you our very bodies as a living holy sacrifice that's holy before you. Help us, Father, to declare your excellencies to both believers and unbelievers. Help us to minister as a priest, the gospel of God. Hallelujah. Thank you. We have the privilege to talk to you about people. We can intercede in prayer because we can go to you in prayer. You'll answer us. We have the privilege to talk to you about God and to talk to, excuse me, to talk to you about men and intercede and pray for them and talk to men about you. We have that wonderful ambassadorship as, as your priests. I pray today, Lord, for those who are in difficult circumstances. I pray today, Lord, for people in our group here who are in difficult circumstances with relatives, with health, with, with ones they love, financially, whatever it may be. I pray, Father, that you would, you would come, you, you'd fill our homes and our lives with, help us to fill our homes and lives with praise as we invite you in, as we invite you to be a part. So we invite you to, to come and reign and prevail and overcome in difficult circumstances. Thank you that you're a powerful, mighty God. There's no problem too big for you. There's nothing's caught you off guard. You had solutions before we knew there was a problem. And for this, we thank you and praise you. And we invite you in to our homes, into our relationships, into our finances, into our children's lives. We invite you, come reign as the King of kings, the Lord of lords come bring your life, your healing, and your presence, we pray. Thank you. Call, Lord, we pray for our loved ones, everyone, to be called out of darkness and into your marvelous light. This is our prayer for them. Bring them into your marvelous light, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you. Hey, some of the people have written me here recently, and they're going through some real trials, so thank you for your prayers. That, those last prayers are for some of the people who are here regularly and having some, some uh, difficult times with, with loved ones and their families. So we do pray, and we invite Jesus to be a part of that. He is the great healer. And it's a spiritual battle to submit to him, to surrender to him, where he gives life. And that's where he gives life, when we surrender, when people stop fighting, and they just surrender. And So we pray this for our loved ones to stop fighting him, stop resisting, stop no unbelief but we invite him in and we surrender and indeed are setting an atmosphere of praise and thanksgiving to God as our priest as a priest helps invite God's presence into our trials and challenges so glad to have you along i love you guys and i and i'm thankful you're here if you're new make sure you hit the subscribe button and notify we love to have you come along and we'd love to have you here every day cuz we do believe So we get into the word of God every day, changes our lives. If you can't hear the live stream, you can always watch later or you can always listen on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, and Google search for the Tom short show to find it. Finally, if you're here every day, God bless you. I trust God is building your life and strengthening you. So we'll see you tomorrow because we'll be back tomorrow morning. I'll see you then. God bless you. Bye-bye.